Boys and girls, uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, cats of all ages, it is episode 49 of the Development Hell podcast. This is probably, we put, this is probably the fastest that we've ever put a podcast um, together. Um, but uh, yeah, 49 times Ed and I have gotten together to talk about whatever the fuck we felt like talking about. And so here we are on a Monday night at the end of July. Um, and we have a very special guest, uh, totally unannounced one on the show. Uh, we have with us today, Beth Tucker Long. Hi, Beth. I know we, I'm not going to, I'm not going to bother asking how you are because we already talked about for all this shit 37 minutes already before we start recording. <laughs> um, but we're here. We have a small but dedicated, uh, ragtag band of survivors in the, uh, IRC channel where we were talking about horrible, um, film names and I dropped a really awesome triple X film name. Too bad it won't be in the show notes. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so we're, we're together again. And we have one more episode to go to the big 50th show. Uh, I would actually like listeners, if they have some ideas what they would like to see us to do on the uh, 50th episode, I would love to hear it. Because I have a couple ideas, and I'll go over them with Ed um, as we get closer to recording the episode. So, um, Ed, since everyone seemed to like this so much, Ed's uh, deliberate butchering of the name of one of our sponsors, Ed can go and do all the... Um, all, all one of our sponsors for this episode. So go ahead, Ed. Yeah, we have. Uh, well, we always have the fabulous Wonder Network who handles our broadcasting, uh, all of our needs for streaming, and they have a bunch of fabulous services like uh, Where's It Up? It's like all you really. It's I think they've added like a voice recognition thing where you could just be like, Hey, Where's It Up? Where's It Up? And then you just ask, you just say that, and then it tells you where it's up. I think that's a thing they did. Can anyone confirm that? All right. Actually, I'm pretty sure they didn't do that. But um, they give us uh, some bandwidth and some serving and stuff like that, and it's really cool, and those are totally cool guys. And then the other sponsor that we have for today is um, Rave, uh, which is, I think is a uh, – I think it's sort of a dance-oriented no, this time, programming. this time you have it wrong. It's Rove. Oh, oh, like Roe Avenue? Correct. Oh, yeah, right. Okay, yeah, I remember that one. Um, so those guys are real good at stuff. Uh, Roe Avenue um, are top-notch uh, PHP developers. Um, they come in and they take, like, uh, they are armed with, like, tactical nuclear warheads. Um, and your messy uh, Drupal-based code base, they blow it out of the water and they reconstruct it and insert freedom into your code base uh, so that they it cleans it all up. They do a bunch of stuff with, like, Zen Forever because they're really good with that stuff, I guess. I guess. I don't know. There's this guy who works on the podcast now who is there, and I guess he apparently knows something about it. Anyway, um, so these ROAV guys uh, do a real bang-up job on your stuff, and um, they'll come in there, just take things out. They clean out all the garbage, all the uh, people you don't want, and gentrify your code base so that the, uh, the like the whole the value of your code goes up dramatically. So that when you cash out, uh, your equity is worth more. So you definitely want to give these guys a call. Uh, R O A V E dot team is it roveteam dot com? No, it's rove dot com. Oh, I don't like that. Um, I think it's Rove Team on Twitter. Is that right? Correct. Yeah, it's Rove Team on Twitter. R O A V E dot com. Roav, and I think I saw that there's a there's a dog on the team. Yes. 
So is that is that the uh, is he the senior developer or is that? I'm not quite sure what his position is. It hasn't been made clear to me what his position is at the company. I'd make him HR. Probably. Yeah, it makes sense. Evan, yeah. Evan has two dogs apparently. So, oh, is that right? Yes. Was one of them in charge of testing? Boy, you know we're not supposed to do the airing of grievances until episode fifty. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't know. I guess the dogs are there for moral support more than anything. Right, right. Now, do you have to have one of the dogs at your house? No, no, I don't, because it's a little bit far to go from Arizona up to the Fortress of Grumpitude. I thought it was a pair programming thing. No, no dogs aren't good at pair programming. Like you, you look over the dog's shoulder while it bangs its paws <laughs> against the keyboard. Yeah, that's if we were doing Pearl. There's oh no, yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> with the random symbols. Um, yeah, so now Roav features more testing um, because I today was my first day. Yeah, right. That's yes. what I hear. Yes. Um, I really don't have anything else to say. Just can't, can't, can't judge a place based on one day. No, I'll give him two days to totally make me disillusioned. But uh, uh-huh. at least I'll give him a I'll give him a pass on the first day. Yep. I I heard a a, a Russian guy take a swing at you. No, no. <laughs> that's not that's not what I said at all during the, before we started before we started the show. No, it's just uh, the. Um, Metaphorical penis size contest is basically what it is. Just testing me to see if I actually know what I'm uh, what I'm talking about. So, uh, well, do you? I mean, well, of course I do. I wrote two books. You can't possibly fake that. Yeah, it's not like it's self-published. What are you talking? <laughs> what do you What do you mean? That's, that's ridiculous. Self-publishing, sell your own books. That's nonsense. Beth can tell us all about how nonsensical that is. Oh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> no one ever does that. Um, so speaking of Beth, uh, now that we've gotten all this crap out of the way, um, you have for a while uh, been in charge of uh, producing a magazine, the premier magazine about PHP mm-hmm. in the world. Right. PHP Architect. I think there's one other PHP magazine in Germany, and that's it. So one well, of two. Well, I said it's premier, the premier one. Yeah. Right. We're the only one you can read if you don't know German, so... That seems fair. Yeah. Um, And uh, so how long have you been doing that? Six years. And you got sick of this crap, so you're done with it soon. (laughs) Um, I wouldn't say I'm sick of it, but I'm looking forward to doing some more hands-on coding. I miss coding. Yes, I would imagine. Um, So... uh, what uh so what was your what's what, what well still is right now what's your role been at the magazine So I'm the editor in chief which is just a fancy way of saying that I nag all of the authors to get their stuff in on time mm-hmm. and then I copy edit everything to make sure that everything is spelled correctly Oh okay Can't, can't word do that Uh nope surprisingly not <laughs> Well well I guess uh computers uh, still need people yeah. Learn something uh, new every day. I should say it's not so much just spelled correctly, but actually makes sense. But put together in a fashion that uh, is uh, comprehensible by humans. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. So do you, have you ever gotten a, a, like an article written in Apple Script? <laughs> no. Some of them have come close, but... Well, yeah, that's true. Um, Nothing so, nearly that recognizable as Apple Script. 
Yeah. Um, did uh, so now? You said you just handled like editing stuff. Did you do? Did you approve layouts? Did you do all that kind of junk too? All that you know. So yeah, yeah. So um, the articles are laid out. They used to be laid out by Arby. Now it's done by Kevin. Mm-hmm. And when the layout comes back, I go through and I make sure all the pieces of the article are in there. The layout makes sense. It's still readable. Those kinds of things. As far as the actual design kinds of things, I usually deferred to the design person because that is not my strong suit. Mm-hmm. Um, but I definitely got to give my two cents on whether or not I thought it was good or not. <laughs> yeah, there you yeah. go. So I, I put in my two cents for what that counted for. Chris, ask some questions because I'm going to have to type on Twitter. Yeah, so another thing I want to talk about um, with Beth is that Beth did work on the um, – we say did because probably by the time people hear this – uh, Beth won't be with the magazine anymore because she just got till the end of the week, basically the end of July. So, um, and now I'm getting distracted by people saying stuff. Um, now I lost my train of thought. Oh yeah, now I know what I want to say. So, of course, one of the challenges with the magazine because it's calendar based is always the constant pressure to get stuff done on a deadline. Now I've, I mean, my books and stuff. I did self-imposed deadlines, not necessarily calendar ones. So like. How, did you find tricks on how to like motivate the authors? And a bunch of them are slackers to get their stuff in on time. Um, like you, Chris, right? nagging. <laughs> oh, no. When I did my one article for PHP Architect, Beth was not working for them. It was a very long time ago. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, we know something about not turning in articles on time. Yeah. <laughs> yes, we certainly I, do. It's a common problem among developers. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, I would say the biggest thing for me was just being very proactive about being in touch with people and saying, hey, your deadline's coming up in a month. Hey, your deadline's in three weeks. Hey, your deadline's in two weeks. Have you started yet? (laughs) Kinds of things and making sure that I get in touch with people. Anyone who I was very concerned with not reaching their deadline, sometimes we'd set up like Skype chats or phone calls and things like that to go over how the article is coming about and how things are going that's usually a pretty big motivator for people to have something done before the call. So it's like slide driven development. Yeah. Um, which if you don't know what that slide driven development is when you, uh, have to, uh, figure out how something works so that you can give a presentation that you've already agreed to give on it. So, um, yeah. Is that a common thing that you've done, Ed? Because I don't think I've ever—I don't think I've ever done that. Gone, agreed to give a presentation on some, tech, on some technology I didn't know anything about. I generally would go learn the thing first before I agreed to give a talk about it. There, ha- I would say, if I didn't, I don't think it's been something that I knew nothing about. But I know that I have proposed and had accepted talks about topics that I was interested in learning more about that I realistically had to study up so that I was going to be capable of giving a halfway decent talk about it or at least sounding like i knew what i was talking about so yeah i've done that um words i forgot what i was gonna say this is a good this is a good art a good uh good podcast so far um so so, well actually maybe beth i can ask you how did you end up getting involved with php architect magazine all those years ago is beth muted on us I don't know. Maybe she's dead. Oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> she said everything just went screwy. Hey, I well, hear I you now. I can't oh. right now. Oh, we can hear you. Now we can hear you fine. 
Yeah, I can hear you now. <laughs> That's weird. So I'm not sure what happened. Yeah, it's, you know, computers. That, that's that crazy analog to USB mixer you got going on there. Mm-hmm. Nope. Exactly. So, right, well, so my question was, I don't know if you heard it, but um, was I asked, uh, how'd you end up working for a PHP architect and, and all those fine people, and, and Marco and stuff <laughs> initially as well? That's a funny story, actually. Well, we have nothing but time, <laughs> so go ahead. Yeah, At please. least I find it amusing. So um, I was working with um, Joanna Cherry, um, she's out in PHP London now. I'm not sure if you know her, but um, she yeah. and I were working at this nonprofit, and the fact that we were working together was the most amazing thing. It was very fun. And she somehow convinced our boss that he should send us to conferences. It was the most amazing coup. And nice. so I went to PHP Works in Atlanta. And while I was at PHP Works in Atlanta, I met Paul Reinheimer who for some reason offhandedly mentioned, hey, have you ever thought about being a trainer? And I said, sure. And he interviewed me the next day, and they hired me. And I said, well, I need to stay at my job for two more months. And they're like, okay. And they waited. And so then I quit my job and went to work for them. Nice. Yeah. But if there's any employers out there listening, that's a very rare situation. That never, ever happens at conferences normally. So continue <laughs> to send your people to conferences. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, no, that would never happen. I'd like to point out that I was already trying to leave that other job. So it wasn't the conference. <laughs> was, ah, I would yes. have left either way. Yeah, screw, screw those nonprofits. <laughs> exactly. You got to go. Where, it's all about the dollar bills, y'all. Mm-hmm. Exactly. No, nope, profit means non work. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> oh man. I've, I've worked for a couple story. places that were non profits, but they weren't were not intending to be so. Oh yes. <laughs> they were no profits. Get it? Ah, Snap. Uh, okay. Um, so the awesome yeah. uh, Paul Reinheimer said, hey, you should be a trainer. So you started doing uh, training courses for them. Yep. So I started doing training courses and teaching classes. And then I started making comments about how emails that we sent out were spelled wrong and fixing people's grammar in the emails and stuff. And then when they needed a new editor-in-chief of the magazine, they were like, hey, you're already working here and you know how to spell. Would you like to try being an editor of a magazine? I said, sure, why not? The rest was history. Man, did you, and you regret that to this day. <laughs> <laughs> it was Six years a, of torment. Hey, you know, that's what, you, that's what happens when you mouth off. <laughs> exactly, exactly. This is what happens when you oh, start you think, correcting You think you're so spelling. smart, Miss Speller? Here, edit the whole damn magazine yourself, and they throw <laughs> it at you. Before you know it, six years later, um, your run is ending. Exactly. Nice. Um, well, and you mentioned doing training and I mean, one of the things that, uh, I think it's kind of neat that I, it seems like that you've done a lot of has been, uh, training PHP and especially for beginners, which for some reason, it, I haven't seen a lot of stuff like that. That almost seems like kind of a recent thing that I've seen in the past couple of years at conferences to have stuff that was say tutorials that were just aimed at beginners getting into PHP and um, so first tell me if I am just uh, was completely missing that or that was actually sort of a concerted effort um, to do more, you know, intro stuff. And what's it like? Uh, I mean, what kinds of things do you uh, 
Well, what's it like training, uh, you know, doing that, teaching those kind of courses uh, for absolute beginners in PHP? And uh, I'm, I'm because I'm, you know the uh, the reputation that PHP has is that it's, oh it's very easy to learn and it's very easy there's very shallow learning curve and stuff like that. So I'm interested to hear kind of how you go about that and what are some of the you know things that you keep seeing over and over that people either have trouble with or things like that. Sure. Well, that was a whole lot of questions. So. Yep. Sorry. That's <laughs> okay. Um, so to answer some of the questions, not in the order you said them, but in the order I remember them. Yes. Um, I think it is really easy for people to learn PHP, but it is not easy for them to learn it well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's a lot of bad examples still out there on the internet that are easy for beginners to find. And it's really good if we can get them started down a good path from the beginning. Um, It was a concerted effort on my part when I started doing the foundations talks at conferences. So um, I'm also a user group organizer. So I help organize the Madison PHP user group. And one of the things we've noticed there is we're getting a lot of people coming to the user group saying, hey, I don't know any PHP, but I would like to learn. And so I started pitching this idea to some of the conferences I was going to because I figured other groups probably have the same kind of people um, looking for stuff, you know, looking to learn. Yeah, right on. Yeah, we were also trying to find a way to get more people involved in the community or to make it easier for people to come to the conference. And I think there was sort of this barrier of, oh, the conference is all of the really smart people, and I'll just go there and look dumb, so I don't want to go. And so we wanted to have something that was very, very intro so that people could be like, oh, well, that's a beginner's course. So conferences are meant for people of all varying levels. Right. Yeah. Because that's actually a reason, kind of interesting, excuse me, side point to it as well, is that when you're organizing a conference, often you have to kind of decide what direction do you want to go with the conference itself. I mean, um, Beth is right. There is a, there definitely is a spot for those entry-level courses. And people, I think, can definitely feel um, intimidated. I mean, I know that people feel intimidated even about submitting talks when they, if they happen to follow people on social media and they see some of the people who are more well-known in a community are saying, oh, I've submitted talks to um, Conference X, that people are, are even intimidated before they've even gotten to the conference. You know, they're, they're worried that what they, <clears throat> their experiences that nobody cares cares about or, or won't find it interesting. And then the, the same thing too. You want to go to a conference, you want to have those intro level things unless you're directly billing the conference as an advancement. I know a couple weeks ago um, there was uh, uh, that um, Mohawk Joe, Joe Akaz. I don't know if you know. Do you know him, Ed? Mohawk Joe, do you know him? Big, huge, yeah. tall mm-hmm. dude. Yeah. So anyway, he was talking about how it would be nice if there was kind of like an advanced level PHP conference. Oh, yeah, right. Um, and so in having it in New York City or whatever. So that's making a, a clear decision that, yeah, they're targeting a more advanced um, level of, um, of attendee. But for kind of general purpose conferences, yeah, I mean, I know for True North, we're hoping that we can get some people, hint, hint, Beth, to uh, submit some. Um, uh, oh, yeah. For, when do we need to submit by? Uh, 15th of August is the deadline. Um, okay. Uh, submitting those entry level tutorials, entry level talks, um, just so that people can go and and um, not feel totally intimidated. They may they may know just a tiny bit of PHP, or they used PHP ages ago and now kind of need a refresher. And um, you know th- those things are helpful. I mean, I, I know I've talked to Ed about this before. I don't even know at this point if I could teach uh, 
a beginner level PHP that I could teach someone that doesn't know any programming because that for me personally, it's so long ago, 16 years ago that I learned to program in PHP. I, I'm, I'm not sure that I could figure out how to teach somebody that doesn't know anything about programming um, how to do stuff in PHP. You know, it's it. Let me just interrupt because I, I really want to hear what you have to say about this, Beth, because I think your perspective will be really interesting. I wanted to mention something that I had read though about pair programming, and that the like the levels of like the abilities of the two people who are involved, and what they found is that like that. This is all hearsay because I'm just, it was some one thing that I read of some study. But anyway, that expert level developers were essentially incapable of doing pair programming with like beginners or sort of like moderately good, that they did not do very well in working with them. And I think it's interesting that it's possible maybe to get to a point, unless you really, really, really work at it to be aware of what it's like to be a beginner. Um, I think that you, it's, it's very difficult to sort of have that empathy that's required to be a good instructor um, when you have really advanced knowledge of a programming language or something like that. But I want to hear what Beth has to say because she knows way more about it than I do. <laughs> um, I think because I've taught a lot of beginner courses, it sort of helps me key in a little more to where beginners actually are. But it, it is really difficult, and especially in a situation, pair programming, I think, is very different than trying to teach someone something, because in pair programming, you probably still have a deadline. You're probably still trying to get things done so you can get back to whatever other tickets are waiting for you at your desk. So I think that's sort of a bad situation to put a beginner with someone who's very advanced, unless that advanced person is very patient, because that's a situation where it's already sort of tense. I just want to get this done and out of the way. And to make it also a let's slow this down and learn while we're trying to do this quickly to get things done and on track is probably not the best time to to have a learning experience. Right. Um, On the flip side, I think being able to pair someone up who is a patient advanced programmer is awesome because being able to see, oh, you know, yeah, you can do it that way, but here's why I would do it this way. That kind of knowledge transfer of you know, why you're doing something and the thought process behind the code, I think Mm -hmm. is really critical. And that's something that you can't always get just by looking at code samples from other people. You don't get the thought process behind why it was done that way. Yeah, because I I mean, I feel like I, and my experience are that I can definitely teach people in a tutorial session how to go about approaching writing tests but like at that beginner, because I can at least show them they have some programming, and I can say, okay, now that you understand some of the fundamentals of programming in PHP, then you can I can show them how to write a test, and the test is just code, and, and it's easy enough to go over the concepts for it as well. But for a complete beginner, I mean, I saw what they're saying in the in the chat, and Joel Claremont was talking about this that a lot of experts are bad teachers because they don't know um, they don't know how to uh, tell other people. Um, how their intuition works. I mean, this is also a thing you see in sports. Many times um, star athletes in a particular sport um, end up being terrible managers or coaches because they just innately understood how to play the game 
and they're unable to tell other people how to make that those same kind of intuitive leaps or breakthroughs. So the, I mean, for any sport, you can probably count on one hand the number of like really Hall of Fame legendary players who also ended up being Hall of Fame legendary coaches or managers. It's a very very small group in in almost any professional sport because it's almost impossible to to for star players who are just born with the natural talent to succeed at this at the particular sport. Um, uh, to teach people how to do it, most great most great coaches and managers were terrible players, or they were really borderline um, pros. They may have spent years and years in the minors and only got a sniff at um, the upper levels of their sport. But because they had to work at it, they learned how to teach themselves how to do things, and then they can then turn around and teach other people the same thing. I think a lot of experts and you know people who are so engrossed in what they're doing can't even explain everything that they're doing because it's so second nature at that point that they can't even take a look at it and realize what they even need to teach someone at that point. It's just, well, doesn't everybody already know this? I'll just explain, you know, the end part that I think is most important or that was the hardest for me to learn. And they forget you're trying to bring someone up to speed. You need to start way at the beginning and you can't assume that they already know everything that you know that seems like second nature to you because you've been doing it for so long. Right. Yes, that. It's, uh, you know, I run into that a lot um, when I am, like when I, attempts that I've made to try to teach people how to program, uh, I have a lot of trouble not getting frustrated and being kind of a jerk and which probably indicates that I'm not much of a teacher. Um, but it's, it's very, I think it's very hard when for things that seem that are natural and have gotten to the point where they're so like the connections are so fast that it's not, it seems obvious to me what, what it really means is that it's just well ingrained in my brain and I'm just trained really well to it to do it that um, when it's hard for somebody else, it's just really frustrating and uh, to kind of deal with. And so I think you have to have a certain kind of approach with that. And I don't think I'm that person <laughs> who can do that very well. I don't think I do a very good job of it. I mean, yeah, teaching is you know, not for everybody. I mean, I've discovered there are topics that I can teach and topics that I can't. Yeah, one of my favorite stories was one of the very first foundations talks that I gave at sort of a bigger conference as opposed to just at like a little meetup group or something. And of course, who walks in and sits down in the front, but Sarah Goldman. And I'm like, Oh, great. You know, as if I wasn't nervous enough, you know? And so she came up afterwards and I'm like, you know, do I ask? And so finally I was like, yeah, what, what did you think? Saying, you know, please don't actually tell me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, And she said, yeah, there there were a couple of points where I was about to say, that's not really how that works. She's like, but I waited for a minute and realized you're telling this to people who don't know how it works. And that's probably a good step for a three-hour tutorial. <laughs> like, yeah. You know that sometimes you have to break it down. And sure, this might not be 100% of the picture that I'm teaching you right now. I'm teaching you 25% of the picture. Because if I try to give you 100% of this whole picture right now, it's just going to blow your mind and you're just going to get frustrated. You know, so let's bite it off in smaller chunks and start with you know, building upon that after you get the foundation down. Yeah, that's always scary when you're having somebody uh, high profile in your programming community stroll into your talk. We talk about the joke about getting um, Rasmus 
uh, whenever Rasmus gives a talk, uh, all other ones are abandoned. I've had Rasmus, uh, I've had Rasmus uh, come into my talks. I think he probably wanted a quiet place to get some work done. Um, but it's the same thing when somebody big in a community um, comes to your talk. It can be kind of intimidating. Um, did, we lose, uh, did we lose Beth again? No, nope, I'm here. We, oh, okay. No. Cool. We, she, she just didn't have anything to say to us. <laughs> I was um, nodding. Couldn't you tell? Yes, obviously. <laughs> uh, so we're talking about conferences. Let's uh, segue nicely about the teaching and tu- tutorial stuff into Madison PHP. Tell us about it. All right. So Madison PHP is a conference that my user group puts on, and this is going to be the second ever Madison PHP conference. We're very excited about it. So the CFP closed on Monday. We're going to be releasing the schedule tomorrow morning. I'm very excited. So everyone can see the schedule tomorrow. But yay. Um, But I am happy to say we could probably announce already that we are going to be having Ed come and give his open sourcing mental illness talk, which I'm super excited about. Yay. Yay. That has, uh, there's uh, like 50% new content since probably anybody else in at a PHP conference saw that. So awesome. there's, there's, yeah, there's definitely, there's lots of new stuff. In Your it, talk's so, yeah. now 50% more crazy. Yep. Uh-huh. But That's, it's a new kind of crazy. So it's good. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's new and improved crazy. Stone cold crazy. Stone right. cold crazy. With a Queen song. Is that right? Yes. And also covered by Metallica. Yeah, I like the Queen song better, but yeah. Really? Oh, actually, I kind of like the. Uh, I like the Don't get me started, Metallica. How, the way I feel about Ed Metallica. Ed fell right into my trap. It was so oh flawless. My God. Oh. <laughs> oh, oh, you didn't even see it coming either. It was awesome. Uh, I set that entire thing up in. Oh, it was beautiful. I've been planning this for for months and months. Months. It's like it's like the joke where you put the snowball in the freezer and in the middle of summer. You want to throw it at the kid you hated the most. Yeah, <laughs> and then you open up the freezer and you and you discover that the snowball's gone. Yeah, so I spit on him. <laughs> that's right. That's basically it. Yeah, yeah that was that Bill Cosby. That's bit. a great that Bill awesome. Cosby bit. Yeah, 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 so yeah. I spit on him. Yeah, that, I gotta. That, I gotta put that in the notes. Bill Cosby, Cosby. spitting on people. So, uh, so for Madison PHP, did you uh, did you go with any kind of theme, um, or are you looking for more of the general purpose programming conference? Uh, we don't have sort of an overarching conference theme, but we do have three tracks. One of them is a foundations track, and then two of them are pro- we call them professional tracks. So the foundations track is meant to be more sort of entry level stuff that maybe a junior developer would be more interested in. And that way we can help also make sure that any developers that come into the conference, we want to give them opportunities to grow from where they are to the next level. So we want to make sure that anyone coming in sort of on that more junior level would have some solid talks to help them improve where they're at as well. So that's kind of how we based it. But no overarching theme other than PHP. And awesome. And awesome, obviously. Obviously. Yes, I drove <laughs> I drove by Madison a few times when I was in Wisconsin. Yeah, well, thanks for stopping. Well, yeah, good job, buddy. We, we, uh, it just our schedules didn't didn't mesh. I remember trying, it just didn't work. <laughs> well, anytime no, you want to stop, it's a lovely place. Yeah, back, it is. Back during the Kaplan days, because because uh, I did go see Joel Claremont because I talked about that in my uh, newsletter. He, he was there when I bought my iPad that I do everything non programming on these days. Best piece of hardware I ever bought my iPad. <laughs> All right, control yourself. What? I'm fine, dude. Yeah, your fanboy is showing. 
No, I'm not. <laughs> I just like the iPad. I didn't say like a like I got a Woody for everything, Mac. I mean, come on. You That's really had to bring starts. that up. Yeah, right. It's yeah. <laughs> it starts with a Woody. <laughs> <laughs> Is that usually how it goes? Well, that's true. Everything does pretty much start there. It's not the same without Steve. Uh, No, it's not. No, it's not. All right. I kind of like it better, to be honest. But yeah, yeah, what what are we doing? So Massive PSP, I'm excited about that um, because I I think it's really great when I see um, sort of new uh, conferences and new sort of voices pop up in the PHP community, and I think that's really cool. And I like these. I like seeing more of these kind of regional conferences, um, and I like the the kind of flavor that they have. I think it's really cool. So I'm excited to go to it, um, and uh, I'm 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 hoping other people will be too. Uh, to and it's just MadisonPHP.com. Is that correct? Well, MadisonPHP.com is actually for our monthly meetings. So the Ugh. conference is madisonphpconference.com. Although you can get there from madisonphp.com too. Well, we'll have to figure that out then. madisonphpconference.com. So everybody yeah. should go. Everybody in IRC is going right now and registering. Right? I hope so. They're That's all doing it right cool. now. Yeah, we want, we want to make sure to, to DDoS the conference site. So go to Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you need Do more Do your sp- worst. Give it a try. Do you need more sponsors? Can uh, Roav Roav should be a sponsor? That'd be awesome. Okay. So if you guys are listening, I apologize for however Ed keeps saying your name, but uh, if you sponsor us, we'll say your name correctly. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'll talk to Evan. Sounds good. Yes, 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 yes. Evan's a handsome man. (laughs) He is very handsome and very, very calm. Although today he was having to like. Uh, parallel, parallelized like crazy, and I said to him, maybe I should have like done the. I was going to do like the week of fun employment, you know, between the old job and the new job. But when I was talking about that, my wife gave me the look, and I was like, yeah, I guess I'm going right from one job to the other. <laughs> <laughs> she's she's nervous because because uh, we're having the never ending renovations done to our bathroom, so my wife I guess is nervous about cash flow issues, etc. Yeah. Which don't really there's no problem, but just I guess. She's worried about, uh, I don't know, I love my wife, but holy, holy moly, you got to relax. Anyway, um, yes, what was I saying? Yes. So, yeah, so he was just having to do a whole bunch of stuff at once while I sat there waiting for him to get his shit together so I could actually do some work today. Did it have to do with his dogs? No, no, it's just uh, work stuff. Uh, See, uh, Evan's a busy guy. So Evan's the point man. Part of the reason they brought me on was that I can start doing some of the stuff that that he was doing, so that mm-hmm. he can then relax and not have to work so much. Oh, oh. So you are are you going to boss some people around? Uh, I believe I will actually be allowed to boss some people around. So it should be very interesting. Yeah, that'll be great. Yeah. Um. That that. that doesn't that seems to fit your nature but doesn't that also mean that you take on the responsibility for people's well-being yeah i don't look at it that way ed so you don't feel any responsibility no no not really it's like do this shit i ask you to do and get it done for tomorrow all right <laughs> um, i gotta go practice i gotta go practice some magic i'm out of here and then that's it and i go off and do my thing and they do their thing and it's good no i guess that's true 
Like I prefer to, I prefer to use a management style known as "We're all adults here." So sometimes it works, and sometimes it doesn't. And when it doesn't work, well, I make sure that person never works with me again, and that's kind of how it goes. They're dead to you. That's right. Ain't got no time for that. Ain't got no time for that. Um, you do any mentoring, Beth? Yes, I do. Yeah. Um, you I've been mentoring. Yeah. Yeah. I I would say I get more mentoring than I do at this point, but um, I have done some mentoring as well. I actually had an awesome talk at the user group last month, and we talked about how to talk at a conference. And I was very excited because all of the people who came to my talk then submitted to Madison C- the Madison CFP, which was very exciting that all of them did. It was nice. very exciting. So which ones did you have to tell they weren't getting in? Well, you'll find out tomorrow morning. Oh, yeah, that's good. So you make some of your <laughs> your, your mentees cry, and some of them... Every are, good mentor should, right? Are, well, yes, obviously. <laughs> yeah, if, you, obviously. If, if, if your apprentices aren't mad at you, like a good two-thirds of the time, you're not doing your job, and you're not, push, yeah. and you're not pushing them hard enough. Yeah, and don't listen at all to this, Bo. He's my mentor, and he's in the chat channel, so... Mentors are always very sweet to their people and oh, yes. never yell at them for not getting their homework done or other, anything like that, you know. I don't know, if sure. I, I don't know if I could handle having a mentor. <laughs> I think it depends on the person. Yeah. I don't want to go back to school. <laughs> how typi- how typical, school. Ed, you're making it all about you. Yeah. yeah you don't you have d- to have homework in your mentorship relationship. Oh, well, that's nice. I actually asked for some homework because I wanted to work on it some more, but I couldn't quite think of an example that I wanted to work on. So, Oh, that's a good idea. I'm the kind of person where you can tell me about something and that's all fine, but until I actually code it, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Beth, I got a good question for you. Well, I think it's good. So <laughs> um, you've done a lot of good you've done training stuff, uh, teaching stuff, especially for getting people started and, and teaching people the, you know, a, learning the correct way of doing PHP or at least a more proper way of doing it or you know, that kind of thing. What are some resources that you identified that are really pretty high quality out there? Because we all know there's like tons of stuff out there and a lot of it isn't necessarily very good. What do you recommend for somebody who's like, you know, maybe they've done a little bit of training. It's like, well, here's the kind of stuff you should read to keep going with this and things like that. Or people who are just like, I can't go to your training, but do you have anything you'd recommend to me? Sure. Well, I mean, as far as things that I actually talk about during my class, mm-hmm. I pretty much just teach them how to use PHP.net. I think there's a lot of people out there who don't fully understand all of the features of PHP.net. And so they, they miss out on a lot of the good information on there. So I spend some time teaching them how to do that. I introduce them to um, various IRC channels like PHPC and PHP mentoring and things like that. And then I try to encourage them to get involved with user groups. But as far as like specific books, I kind of try to talk to people individually after because I mm-hmm. want to hear sort of what their learning style is because there are so many books out there and each book is sort of catering to a specific learning style. Right. So it's hard to just say, hey, this book is awesome, do this one. Like, I know I like some of those head-first books because they have so many different examples and they take you through actual hands-on coding, but other people really hate those. Mm-hmm. So it kind of depends. Yeah, um, that's interesting. It's, it's funny how there's... 
I struggle when people have asked me, like, what's a good book to learn PHP with? And I'm like, uh, I don't know. And maybe it's because I didn't learn with a book that I'm sort of, I just don't know. Yeah, like, I don't maybe know that's why, too. I didn't learn with a book either. So I've seen books about learning PHP, but I haven't, I, I didn't really use one for that first experience. So, right. Most, most people that I talk to have actually learned PHP from a book. Most of them actually recommend um, Laura Thompson's book that she did with her husband, the, which is like the best selling PHP MySQL book um, ever. So that's the one I would recommend that people who are more book learners, because you're right, there's like a zillion different books, and my books are definitely not for beginners, so mm-hmm. I can't really recommend. Larry Ullman has one too that I've heard uh, recommended. A yes, lot. and Larry Ullman has done some really uh, has done some really good stuff too. Um, but I, so anything from Larry Ullman and anything from Laura Thompson, we'll, we'll add links to the show notes for it. Um, but yeah, like I didn't learn the uh, same way. I did not learn um, PHP from a book at all. Um, uh, and I got—I guess I got started early enough that um, the examples that were up, that were available when you search for things on AltaVista, this is even before Google, um, were at least timely because they matched the version of PHP that everybody was using in production. Yep. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Ed. It's a long time ago. When I think about it, 16 years ago, internet was a much, 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 much smaller place and. Uh, most of what you found up there was actually, in terms of PHP stuff, was I, I found it extremely useful. I don't remember, I don't remember running into any problem that I couldn't figure out um, with a, with like an hour or less of searching online. Yeah, that was nice. That was back when things were easy and it was all procedural, and you just intermingled your code with HTML. Yeah, stuff was copy lot- and paste was king. So stuff was way better then. And that entire setup is what led me to discovering testing. So in a way, I guess I should thank uh, the early examples of CopyPasta for making me uh, come up with that light bulb moment that said there must be an easier way to find these bugs before everybody else does. There's got to be a better way. There's got to be a better way. Exactly. Nailed it. Um, Let's see here. Beth, did you go free? Did you have you gone rogue yet or not? Have I gone rogue yet? Yeah. Oh, you mean freelancing? <laughs> yeah, right. I, I thought we were still talking about the conference, and I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah, so I you, took over the conference, and it's all me now. No. Gone rogue. Yep. Yeah. Um, I have always done freelancing on the side, so mm-hmm. as of next week, I'll be ramping that up. So a couple more days. So I went. So it's not yet time to start asking you how you feed your family. <laughs> I, I feed them quite a bit. Have you ever seen oh. my family? That's true. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. Liam doesn't grow a foot a year by not eating. Let me tell you. No, that kid's awesome. <laughs> oh man. Um, beautiful. Yeah. Head of, beautiful head of hair on that kid. Yeah. Beautiful head of hair on that. <laughs> I, I think it'd be interesting, though, to come back and talk to you about that transition at some point, um, you know, to kind of, it's different, I, I mean, I, and I, I've only had like a, a couple months, there were a few months that were kind of like this in my career, not like a, a bunch of time, mm-hmm. um, where it's like you're just doing freelancing, and, and that's your bread and butter, whereas it's it's different when it's like you're doing kind of stuff on the side. And yeah. you know if if you if, if this job doesn't go, it doesn't mean that like you're really you know you like don't get paid at all that month, <laughs> and that's kind of a, that's sort of a different that's a different thing, and I think it would be interesting to talk about that sometime. Yeah. Well, you know, depending on how it goes, maybe you can lure me back with the promise of a peanut butter and jelly sandwich or something. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. 
Yes. No, I think uh, it should we- go pretty well. I mean, before I started working with the magazine, I was just doing trainings for PHP Architect. And so it was just, you know, part-time freelance consulting. Right. And so I was doing consulting on the side, and I did that for about two years. Mm-hmm. And it, it went pretty well, so I'm hoping this time will go well as well. Right. Well as well, yes. <laughs> yes. Excellent. Um, Chris, do you have anything else to talk about? No, I think we went over everything that I wanted to talk about, so I think yeah. we're good. So do you guys, uh, do you have an Xbox One or a PS4? I have an Xbox 360. Is that And a all? PS2. Xbox well, 360 and a PS2. This episode will never air. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. The Xbox One freaks me out. Yeah, it it kind of should. Um, <laughs> it kind of should. What does that mean? <laughs> well, it has like a microphone and a camera, and like like it'll like if you set it up to do it, it and it kind of wants you to by default, it will just see you walk up and like log you in. Sweet. I'll have yeah. to. Get, I'll have to. I'll have to get that and then set up a profile for the office manager and see if it detects him walking by. There were a lot of questions, uh, yeah. too, about what kind of pictures it was taking when you didn't think it was turned on. Uh-huh. So. Uh, yeah, because it's That's kind of... creepy. Yeah, it, it certainly can be. Um, I, ha- I, I think when I was setting it up, it did seem to sometimes to recognize the, the cat's face. Uh, like, it, <laughs> it saw that it was a face. When you're not home, the cat is playing. <laughs> yeah, probably. See, I've been thinking about because I have an old Wii, a Nintendo Wii. So I was wondering about upgrading something. If I go for the Wii Universe, or if I go with something else. I don't play too many games. I basically just use my Wii now to weigh myself every two weeks. That's about all I use it for now. Yeah, I really like using my Xbox 360 because I can just yell at it, and it changes the channel and does things because of the Connect. Oh, and that's yeah. pretty much what we use it for. Yeah, the the one uh, you can yell at a lot. Um, oh good. So so there's better there's But do you have to yell at it a lot? That's you know. Um kinda if you want it to work, it seems like. Like yeah. the, for the voice recognition, it does seem like it's more sophisticated yelling technology. Mm-hmm. But um I you don't I mean you can use a controller, it's not like you sure. have to. But um also there's a thing where it like it has a it's kinda weird. It has a TV like you can hook up. You can run the HDMI from your box, uh, from from like your cable box into mm-hmm. into the Xbox One, and then you can watch TV on the Xbox One. But it's kind of weird because it doesn't have any like internal recording capability or something like that. So I'm not sure why it's super advantageous to do that, but you can. Well, then Microsoft knows what you're watching on TV, so well, that's I think- probably good. It's clearly an advantage for them, yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's. Yeah. I thought that was interesting that you could do that. Um, so going along with the Connect, we were visiting my in-laws' house and we were watching Muppets in Space on an old-school TV VCR combo. Nice. And Liam, Liam was considerably younger, but he had to go to the bathroom, and so he's running out of the room while yelling, "Xbox, pause!" Xbox, pause. And he's like, it's not working. Oh, man. <laughs> it was like, it's okay, I got it. This one, you have to actually walk up to the TV and push pause. And he was just so confused. Like, why? Why would you walk all the way over there? Your TV is broken, Grandma. Your TV's broken. 
Yeah. It's amazing. Uh, I definitely saw that with, like, when you see little kids, like, try to touch the screens of laptops and don't understand why they don't have touch screens and stuff like that. Uh, That totally happens, too. Yeah, in my house, that's a paddling. (laughs) Touching the screen is? That's a paddling. (laughs) Well. The kids learned very early on, don't touch daddy's laptop for any reason whatsoever. Mm -hmm. They learned. Yeah, Yeah, they learned. Pavlovian. I, do, um, I have to tell people, no, the nine fingers is a genetic thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, parent of the year, that's me. That's good stuff. <laughs> My dad uh, would always use the phrase, because uh, I had two sisters, so the three of us, and he'd always say, we've got three, we only need two, don't screw up. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yes, and Matt, uh, Matt found the perfect picture in the channel. Hmm. There it is. That's a paddling. And as usual, I oh, ended yeah. on a down note. I think That's a paddling. Yep. So I think we're done. I think this has been episode number 49 of the Development Hell podcast with our very special, was awesome for agreeing to show up on short notice, Beth Tucker <laughs> Long, formerly, uh, by the time you hear this, formerly of PHP Architect Magazine, has now gone totally rogue and uh, security forces are trying to hunt her down because uh, she's hanging out with the transmorphers now. So, <laughs> all, all, all will be revealed in the show notes. Uh, thanks so much for joining us, Beth. Um, this was good. And I hope, uh, I hope Madison PHP goes off, uh, the conference goes off without a hitch. I was going to submit, but I have a family scheduling conflict on that day. So oh, I will sad. not be able to attend. We'll have a little moment of silence for you. Well, yes, thank you. I'm (laughs) I'm sure I'll show up in somebody's slides. My face keeps showing up in people's slides whenever we talk about testing. So we'll say a prayer to Crom. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) What is best in life, Conan? Never mind. We'll we'll have to go on to something else. Uh, Uh, Hey, wait! I have to talk about the sponsors again. Oh yeah. So uh, yeah, yeah, talk about our, our awesome sponsor. And Evan's here, so we can actually hear you butcher the name of his company. Go ahead. So Row Avenue is uh, the company that is sponsoring us uh, today, and um, they are really like super. Did you ever see that movie The Net with Sandra Bullock? Actually, I never have, but it's been sitting in our Netflix queue for like four years. You should definitely watch it. I mean, <laughs> you should really, really, definitely watch it. So Sandra Bullock is the kind of hacker you get at RowAv.coms. Uh, you get. Just a super, like the kind of hacker that can just, that just sits in her house all day and doesn't do anything except work on your stuff and is like super good at it and makes, and it's like, you know, the NSA wants to hire and she's like, no, I just, we're just freelancers and we can make more money doing this. Those are the kinds of super awesome experts that you get at Rowave. And, uh, what you're going to find is that they're going to take your code base and they're going to look it all over and they're going to say, okay, this is good. This is good. This line, not so good. We're going to split that into a couple different lines and that are good, good lines. And they, they do that piece by piece by piece and everything gets sorted out for you. They, they go through it and it's, uh, you know, then all laid out for you like a clean, clean, uh, it's like a, it's like they knitted a quilt for you. It's all, it was a big mess. And now it's just a beautiful design, and that's what they do for you at uh, uh, Reeve. Reeve. 
Jesus Christ, Ed. Um, I think Ed just got himself hired. R-O-A-V-E dot com. That's what I know. And they have a dog. Multiple and I dogs. Think, I think if you uh, call, the dog answers. If you call them on the phone. No, it's more like that. You know that that the picture of I'm a dog and I don't know what I'm doing. That actually the mem that picture that that's <laughs> that's actually from Rove's offices in Arizona. <laughs> the no idea dog. That's right. Yeah, right. We use that all the time in uh in our chat uh, at Fictive Kin. That, used, that used to be their head tester, so that's why I've been uh, okay. I've been brought in to to fix that all up. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good idea. So now they're going to have you saying, "I have no idea what's going on." Yes. <laughs> I have no idea what's up with this code base. When's lunch? I think they'll probably just have an angry face of Chris with, I fired the guy who didn't know what was going on. So. <laughs> very good, very good. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, so, All right, then. So, Ed, thanks for the wonderful reading of this month. I tell you, what, we're building up for an awesome episode 50 airing of The Grievances. It is going to be so good. <clears throat> so you can find every single episode that we've ever done uh, on our website at devhell.info. Uh, you can also subscribe to the podcast via iTunes. If you listen to us via iTunes, please, 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 pretty please with sugar on top um give us some feedback uh let, let us know what we're doing right let us know what we're doing wrong so we can ignore you and keep doing what we want um you can find us on twitter at dev underscore hell every time that we uh, record um you can come on to freenode uh, which is uh, internet relay chat which is no longer you know, i was going to say something about the type of people that use it but uh, i might get in trouble for saying it <laughs> I'll, I'll, t- I'll tell everybody what I was going to say when we're done. And um, you can f- come on to IRC and hang out in the uh, DevHell channel. Uh, we also provide a live stream with uh, bandwidth generously donated to us by Paul Reinheimer and Will Roberts from the folks at the Wonder Networks. Oh, this reminds me too. Is Paul is yeah. currently doing fund employment, if I remember correctly. He had been talking about this. I think I saw him talking oh, about yeah. it on Twitter. I'll have to ask uh, – I will have to uh, ask uh, – Ask uh, Paul about that. He probably um, blocked me, so I don't know. <laughs> Maybe, because uh, we, we kept forgetting to mention them. Uh, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, so then you can find me on uh, Twitter. I'm Grumpy Programmer. Without the U, you can find Ed on Twitter as Funkatron with, Funkatron with the U. You can find Beth if you want to find out more about how awesome she is as a rogue transmorpher. You can find her at uh, at E oh god I'm gonna butcher this now too it's E three Beth T E three Beth T I'm sorry I'm sorry it's okay E three Beth T uh, where she uh, provides a, a Twitter stream that's not as entertaining as mine but is funny in its own unique way so we'll see everybody soon for episode number fifty the airing of the grievances take care everybody good night internet my voice broke when I said yeah, that. I know it's like I should try that again try that. good night internet. Oh.